He's from the north. She's from the south. And we want to know what's in your mouth. Oh. Hello and welcome to In Yo Mouth. I am your Captain Morgan, hostess with the mostest Munoz. And sitting next to me, as always, is my four loco, my best gal pal, Marie. Hello. <laughs> I'm drunk. Just kidding. <laughs> no, you know that doesn't work well for us podcasts. We don't we do not do the pod drunk. We nope. learned our lesson. Episode two. two. And six. Yeah. And that's why we can't remember because <laughs> we were shit-faced. How are you, uh, Marie? I am awesome because we have a very special guest here in the studio today, Brett Gentlemen. Yay! Yeah, for Brett. Yes! Good, good job with the sound I cue know. there. <laughs> Brett Gentlemen is here. She is an actor. Uh, she's been in movies. She's a company member at the Axis Theater. Uh, yeah, girl. Oh, yeah, oh, she's look at like that resume. Let's drop deal. some names, why don't we? <laughs> Brit, Janelin. But oh. so she also is a star bartender here in New York. Well, today. talk about making it work. Uh, welcome, Brit. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we're great and super, super excited to have you here to talk all things bartenderess, bartender. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Bart- yeah, so do you go by bartendress? <laughs> On occasion, bar wench. A bar oh! wa- yes, bar wench. <laughs> Get me a mug of mules, bar wench, or mead. That was the word. <laughs> He's also a pirate, don't worry. <laughs> well, so hey, let's go back. So you are from Alabama. Yes, from a very, very small town in Alabama. It, Fort Payne, is Fort that right? Fort Payne. Okay, Which so you've been to. Yes. We drove Fort Payne does not sound like a very happy place to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I mean, it was, yeah, to an extent. I, uh, I grew up in Alabama with parents who were from Wisconsin. So I That's had a very right. different outlook growing up around these uh, traditional Southern Baptist families oh. coming from a place that wasn't like that. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you have the... cheese curds shipped into you? Oh, frequently? God. Well, we had cheese curds and venison sticks. Mm. Venison mm. sticks? Mm. Oh, that sounds kinky. Yeah, it sounds like my date last Friday night. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I did know that about you. You're a huge Packers fan. Yeah. I huge always wondered Packer why, fan. but that's that makes sense. Your family's from Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and then you grew up in Alabama. But then you've been in New York now for how long? Uh, since 2004, so 14 years. Wow. Which is, yeah, wow. it's absurd. That's longer than me. Not you, though. No, nope, not me. He's born and raised. I'm born and raised. I'm a unicorn. And where did you grow up? <laughs> I grew in... up in Sunset Park and then Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Oh, nice. And now um, I live very close to our studio in Times Square, <laughs> in which we record out of mm-hmm. in Times Square. In Times Square. <laughs> but today we're in Brooklyn. Yes. Well, I want to really get the important questions. Yeah. Yes. Out of the way first okay. for Brit. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, here we go. Toilet paper. Flap side up or flap side down? Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> flap side up. Who are you? <laughs> of course. Are you a monster? 
<laughs> some may say. Well, wow, you know what? really, some the hit, <laughs> hitting hard with those questions. Call me a regular Barbara Walters today. I just really needed to know because some girl was in my apartment, staying in my apartment, she shall not be named. Oh. And when I came home, um, the toilet paper was flap side down. She's a serial killer. Yeah. She's, you know, yeah. yeah. Serial killer. There, yeah. there has to Sociopath. be something. <laughs> Something wrong with this. No, but in all honesty, Brit has worked all over the place in the city, mm-hmm. bartending. Um, are you allowed to name any of these like fancy, schmancy places? Yeah, I think so. Um, I was on the opening team of Grand Banks. It's the oh. bar that's on a schooner. Oh. You know, like docked on the West Side Highway. Holy shit, you worked on that? Yeah. There's a bar on a schooner. on the. That's not the frying pan. Not the frying pan. So the difference being the frying pan is actually anchored into place. So when you're on, when you're at the frying pan, you're not moving around. You don't feel the waves. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Grand Banks is a schooner that's docked over outside of Tribeca. Um, and when you feel the waves, you feel the waves. So Whoa. bartending on that was a whole other skill set. Yes, like, holy this boat shit. is a rocking, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. Pour me another martini. Wait, I tried to get a job on one of those boats mm-hmm. years ago because I thought that'd be so cool to be a cocktail waitress on a boat. But I didn't get the job. They didn't yeah. hire me. Well, it's funny because like the opening team, we had probably like, I don't know, I guess 10 bartenders ready mm. to go. And we were practicing... Um, kind of like prepping all the cocktails and doing all that out of a bar in Greenpoint to prepare for when the schooner would get here and we would get (laughs) on and open up. Uh And so the day of opening came and we all got on the boat and the owners were like, look, we just, we want you to know that should you not be able to handle this, there's no, like no harm done. We totally understand. And all of us were like, what are they talking about? Not realizing that bartending on a boat that's moving in the water is a whole other, like, people were getting seasick. We lost half the staff after the first day because they just (gasps) realized they couldn't, there was no way of doing it. How long did you work there? Um, Just, it was a seasonal thing. So I Uh worked there, I think it was, we opened at the end of May and Mm -hmm. closed at the end of October. So it was a very short run. But then they opened there every year. They're still going. It's a great spot. Children! (laughs) (laughs) That scared the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the kids, the kids really found this interesting. I mean, yeah. How many drinks uh, per capita did you spill? <laughs> oh, oh God, tons. I mean, you could, you also couldn't fill the glasses all the way to the top, right? You, you know, can't. you so, kind of have to like. So you're paying like eighteen dollars for a half-filled cocktail. I mean, almost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Okay. All Wait. Right. So, so when you first moved here, yeah. Did you? Because like when I the fourth day I lived in New York City, you know, I moved here to make it as an actor. Fourth day I lived here, I got a job at Puglio's Italian restaurant and was immediately waiting tables in Times Square. And oh, then that's amazing. I got my job a year later at the same place I'm at now. And so I, I, there's always this balance of like these survival jobs that I have and yeah. then the acting and, and you know. And trying to balance the two. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a catch 22. A fun little fact about Brit, you guys, is. Um, my musical comedy band, Reformed Whores, would not be named Reformed Whores if it wasn't for Brit. This is true. Who named it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she how, came how, up how, with that. How did you manage to do that? I mean, it was basically I was naming a playlist, and the playlist was like a really female-empowered, kind of dirty, raunchy bit that I was sharing with my sister and her best friend, Jen, at the time. And titled it Reformed Whores. And we titled it Reformed Whores. And then there was Reformed Whores Volume 2, ah! Volume 3. Yeah. And then Marie 
And oh, Katie, Katie, and I. So Katie oh. and I were best friends, and we were living together at the time when you guys met. Right. And that's how the name came about. It just kind of it yeah, suited you perfectly. Yeah. Katie saw that and then was like, how about reformed whores? I was like... Genius. <laughs> well, this uh, this will hold up in a court of law, Brit. If uh, if and when they become famous, you can oh, hold yes. the copyright to it. I mean, I would argue they <laughs> are famous, <laughs> but we own the copyright and the trademark. I wish, unfortunately, Brit. But we probably should give you something. <laughs> Our studio audience could have seen Marie's face at that. <laughs> I have to give her ten percent. No. Yes. We will. We th- when we oh, make please. billions. Are you kidding me? So Taking wait a minute. You out. So you move here to become um, an actor, right? Because we don't say actress because actresses are porn stars, right? Oh. Uh, 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 I think I've been called an actress I think all that's the, the time. first time I've heard that. Oh, okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, and you did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, so how did you fall into bartending? How did that become the survival job? Um, well, so I moved here and I went to a one-year conservatory. So I couldn't really work at the time, and I was doing. I would I would make money by doing like hair and makeup on sets for oh, things cool. that I was already active in. Mm-hmm. So just like offer up another skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as I graduated, at the end of the year, I got a job at a rehearsal studio managing like a rehearsal studio space where improvisers, actors, musicians, dancers would come and rent. Oh, and then, cool. Yeah, and then Hookers. that... No, honestly. Actresses. Yes. Uh, Like legit hookers. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't name the space, but I will say the owner I found out after a year of working there (laughs) was living in one of the rooms that had been blocked off. And I'd always wondered why it was locked off, thinking it was just a closet space that I didn't have access to and found out it was his like living quarters. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Mm. And there were lots of, there were auditions constantly coming through on the weekends for like pornos. Like, yeah. So the hallways would oh. be lined with men and women who would change clothing in the bathroom Into and like come out in wow. in their skivvies, essentially. So that was wow. your first big job. That was in my the first city. big job at like eighteen. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> and wow. I did that for two years before I woke up to the fact that I shouldn't be doing that. Um, yeah, and then I was working. I had a lot of plays coming out, and I was I was uh, making money acting for about a year. Um, and then started working at the Pottery Studio. Which oh, right. Is how I met Katie of the Reformed Tours. Yeah, okay. did you know Katie worked at a Paint Your Own Ceramic Studio? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. We both worked there, I think, close. I was there for close to four years. I think she was there for like five. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was a great experience. Um, children and, and throwing things into the so kiln. So many kids. It was in Tribeca, yes. too. It was in Tribeca. Somehow I keep coming back to Tribeca, which is, <laughs> which is insane because it's not a place that I've that I would ever go I know. Not for working there. And I certainly wouldn't ever want to live in Tribeca. No. There's nothing there. No. There's and nothing there. And it's so there. expensive. You have to shop at like the fancy bodega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where a uh, egg and cheese sandwich is $9. Yeah. 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 What kind of cheese is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's where the money's at. It's that's Lando for sure. Lakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then after the paint ser- so then ceramic. So after the paint your own ceramic studio, I was, um, again, I was getting enough work that I wasn't, I didn't need a job at the time. Right. And then very suddenly my father passed away. Right. And I had to fly home and pay for the funeral. And by the time I got back, I had, I literally had no money Mm. in my bank account. I had scheduled um, a good friend of mine. It was her birthday. Mm -hmm. And we uh, threw together this surprise birthday party for her. And the night came and I went to get on the subway and I had no money on my subway card, and I didn't have enough money in my bank account oh my to purchase 
away into the city. Oh, for the birthday. So that was yeah. for the birthday. Oh, Did you no. hop the turnstile? I wish I had, looking back, because that would have been a fun story to have. <laughs> but instead, I just turned around and walked home. Yeah. Oh. And that night was actually, coincidentally, that was the first night of the first restaurant gig that I had in New York. I'd worked in restaurants as a teenager, but mm-hmm. that was the first time. And that was wow. at 25. That was like 2011. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then since then, I've been in restaurants. That's insane. There was um, wow. a similar story. Um, I had just gotten my actor's union card. I was mm. living the life oh, as yeah. an equity actor. And I got a one of my favorite shows that I was going for, right? The Drowsy Chaperone. I had this role, oh. this dream role. I was doing it. And after all was said and done, because like they take out the dues money, and then mm-hmm. they take out the other money, and then the taxes, and then they take out some more, more money. money. I got home after making good money, and there was no money. Right. Yeah. None. None whatsoever. Right. I couldn't pay my rent and I was living on dollar pizza for two weeks. Right. Dollar well, pizza. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, it's something that I struggle with. We we talk about this a lot on the pod, but we're both performers. Like yeah. I've had a lot of success with my band and acting and, but there's the highs and you have all this money and you're living the, you know, the life as a professional actor. And then the gig is up and then you have no money Yeah. because you live in New York city and every month you got to pay that rent. And the bills and shit. And, and all those student always loans. Something and that the happens. student loans. And and yeah. Something always pops up to take that little pocket right. that you've saved. For yeah. 10 yeah. years, I didn't take a single trip anywhere. I hadn't gone to Europe because I was just struggling mm-hmm. to survive as an actor in New York City. And I was talking to this journalist yesterday um, from Amsterdam, actually. Oh. Um, I gave him our sticker. <laughs> right. uh-huh. yeah, but he yeah. was saying, he was like, it's so American to be, because he was like, you're an artist. Like, I can tell you're, you're a performer, aren't yeah. you? And I was like, yeah, and, you know, we do pretty well. But And here I was at my hotel job talking to him, and he was like, it's so American that you are an artist, but yet you have this survival job. And he was yeah. like, you, you need to come to Europe. We value our artists way more over there. And it's that's true. true. It's very, it's very so true. true. So to, to make it in this town, especially, you got to have these survival jobs. You got to get a gimmick. Isn't yeah. that what someone said? One? Ours yeah, is a special event. Well, that special. Yeah. hanging well, out on the corner whole... of 42nd Street. Yeah. Right yeah. Well, it's cool that you found bartending then because now yeah. you're working at some like Awesome places. No, so I've had did you some go, really great gigs. Did you yeah. go to bartending school or no? Because no, that's a that's some bullshit. That, I mean, <laughs> Katie bullshit. went to bartending bullshit. school. Yeah. I think I I was taught to bartend by um, an organized Italian uh, group. <laughs> yeah. Um, way back when, no yeah. joke, when they used to call me Spike, and I they taught me how to make martinis and everything, and I was running around that restaurant oh, across from where Gates lives from Swig and Swallow, oh, right. episode right. seven. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so no bartending school. Uh, Who taught no. you how to bartend? Well, basically, I started, so I uh, took a waitressing job. That was the gig that mm-hmm. I had when I went to get on the subway and had no money. Um, and then through that job, while I was there, I, I was really interested in bartending because bartenders, you stay later, you're, mm-hmm. you get, I mean, you make more money. Right. And it's a skill set that you can move forward with, and that's a fun thing to right. talk about. It's informative. You can have you can have conversations with friends who don't work in the industry and not and like actually have something to t- say mm-hmm. that you Very can good impart point. upon them. Yeah, um, yeah and I also chose it wrong. Felt, <laughs> no, it's a the feeling that if you're behind the bar and a customer is not pleased mm-hmm. with the situation, you're the person in charge, right. so you can change it. As opposed to yeah. when you're when you're serving on the floor, there's a whole protocol and people that you have to go through. Right. And get the manager and do mm-hmm. this and do that. Mm-hmm. So 
Do you get a lot of unpleased customers? No, not often. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, I was how, gonna ask, how good of a bartender are you if you're talking about unpleased? Well, has anybody ever written a Yelp review about you? About me? I was I was trying to find it online, but like, yeah, there's but a you can't really. Out there. There's yeah. a couple out there. Good or, or bad? bad. No, no, they're all good. Oh, that's They're good. all great. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. There, a lot of them are like, uh, she's very talkative. Or, um, <laughs> I'm really good at, no, I'm really good at starting conversations with people. Which yeah. Is, I think also part of why I was interested in bartending. Yeah. And there's a performance aspect to it. Totally. You know, you're, you're on display behind the bar. Mm-hmm. So you kind of right. have to be, you have to be on point. And listeners, she's a very beautiful lady. She is. She is. She is. And I, I don't feel even like s- a oh. troll right uh, now uh, <laughs> sitting with uh, these gorgeous. Mar- 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 Marie's couch spends half its time wet. I'm like <laughs> she gets, <laughs> she has to call. What is it, Stanley's steamer in here about once every other day? My uh, no, my couch at home right now is legitimately wet. Uh, uh, I, wow, had to, oh. I had to spray it down this morning because oh. I spilled. Um, <laughs> I spilled a whole shelf of plants on top of it. Oh so wow! Oh no! Covered in OxyClean right now. Oh, well, she has yeah. a gorgeous apartment. Well, yes. thank you to OxyClean <laughs> for, uh, for that non-sponsorship. <laughs> uh, and thank you for reminding me that I need to go out and get some OxyClean. No joke.com. <laughs> um, what was like, what's been like your craziest like customer experience or your worst? Like, uh, you got any uh, any good stories for us? Like, I, yeah, actually, server life. I yeah. would say one thing to like listeners or barflies and <laughs> just uh, diners in general that the fruit behind the bar, yes, the garnish is not yours to touch. Like the, mm-hmm. I would right. say, it's not a snack. Every, it's not a snack. Every bar that I've worked in, the common denominator is that you end up with a customer touching or handling mm-hmm. all of your garnish. In particular, the last place that I worked at, um, it's like an eighteen seat bar mm-hmm. in a real in a fine dining space. And I was making cocktails at one end of the bar, and a customer walked in at the other end. I greeted her, um, gave her some water, and said, I'll be right with you. It took me no more than a minute. I had to go down to the other end of the bar, turn around, come back. And by the time I've come back, she has taken a little plate that was filled with bar (sighs) napkins. So the napkins that you put down that then you Mm -hmm. put the drink on top of. She's dumped the napkins out onto the bar. The plate is in front of her, and she has peeled an entire (gasps) orange and is like finishing eating it and I look at her dumbfounded she's grabbed this orange from the garnish plate and she's peeled it and now has like completely finished it off I look at her I don't know what to say she looks at me and goes oh oh my god I am so sorry I'm I'm from California and I literally cannot see an orange and not eat it Oh, my (laughs) My response was the only thing I could think to say was, well, those are from Florida. (laughs) That sort of thing, though, has happened, I would say, six or seven times at each bar. I would have been like, well, now you have to pay for that. That's going to be $20. (laughs) Well, at at my place of work, we have a huge, the way that we do, um, because I'm a catering Mm -hmm. special events bartender, it is a limited bar to some extent. But I mean... The we set up a table and we put a bucket of ice on there with all the drinks and things. Yeah. And so every single time I bartend, people are putting their hands in the ice to put it in their white wine mm-hmm. or put extra in their Coca-Cola or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, that is the ice I scoop out and put into everybody else's drink. Yeah. And your fucking hand just went in there. And then when I'm like, excuse me, I'm sorry, please don't do that. 
it is like I have just stolen their firstborn or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. People get the so privilege. offended. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The and privilege also, like, the men, the thing that drives me the n- most crazy when I bartend is the men telling me how to do my job. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, did, you know, do this and do that. And, like, no, no. Bleh. And I'm like, I have been bartending. I mean, I'm not the best bartender at all. But that's like the charm of me mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm not very good. But like, don't assume because you're a man, you know how to do this better than I have, who have been doing it for 12 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've done that. That happened to me over Christmas. I love how snarky you are. Oh, get. I just, I don't oh have it. I don't have the God. time for it. And I will shut you down immediately. Mm-mm. Over Christmas, there was um, a big bank that came for their like Christmas celebration, right? Their holiday party. Great. I'm back there. I'm friendly. I'm in the holiday spirit. I am joyous. They're going into this other room to do something. And so they're getting like drinks before they go in. And this yeah. guy goes, Oh, can I have a double? I was like, sure, of like Maker's Marcus Hunt. So I pour him a double. He looks at you call and goes, you call that a double? And I said, I don't teach you how to count money, so I doubt you should teach me how to uh, to pour a drink since I've been doing this for about <laughs> 20 years. And he looked at me and I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's no. amazing. No, stop it. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. There's like, a, there's, so do you know like coupe glasses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So the mm-hmm. round coupes, those are known... Um, in originally, they were called Marie Antoinette's. Ooh. And the reason they called them Marie Antoinette's is because it was said that Marie Antoinette's breast perfectly fit into a coupe glass. All right, oh. Those were some tiny right. titties. So I'm, I was working. <laughs> <laughs> I need a oh, logger, Marie. like a, I mean, a Pierstein <laughs> Lord for my titties. Heaven. I need a Pilsner glass for my nutsack, you know? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Brit's face is like, oh, what I say, what I say. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I had, wow. so I had, these, two, I had <laughs> these two men come in, well into their fifties, mm-hmm. sat down at the bar and ordered two martinis. And as I'm making the martinis, the one says, "Do you know that that's a that's called a Marie Antoinette glass?" And I was like, "Yes, I know." And he goes, "Do you know why?" And I'm in the process of making drinks. I'm busy. I turned to him and I was like, "Yes, I know why." Right. I don't want to have this conversation with right. you, right? I'm like, right. yes, I, I don't know need why. you to educate me. I walk away. I get drinks for other customers. I come back, and the friend that was with him says, oh, I'm so sorry about my friend. Please excuse his rudeness. He was just wondering, would your breast fit into one of those glasses? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> the but amount of sexual fucking harassment that exactly. bartenders have to do. Yeah. And it's the oh fact that the, the, the worst part about it is that there is nowhere for me to go. When right. you're behind the bar, you can't walk away from customers right. or protect right. yourself in a like. And you also are tip based. Like yes. you have to. That's the thing that's so hard about all this Me Too stuff and and Times Up. Like, mm-hmm. come to the fucking restaurant industry and let's talk about yeah. hashtag Me Too. Yeah. Yeah. We had a guy once walking around touching all of our breasts who was a guest, and I mean, thankfully because of where we work, we immediately told. Uh, our security guard and he came yeah. upstairs but our managers were like kind of dumbfounded of like how to handle it and I was oh, like yeah. you know what I'm gonna go get somebody who's gonna fucking handle this mm-hmm. and I got the security guard who manages the full building who has nothing to do with the party but he handled it because he doesn't want a lawsuit and he knows exactly the liability and all that stuff so we took care of it but yeah. this it's like the customer is always right yeah well not until when they're, they're wrong fu- yeah no. until they're and, fucking you know. cross the line mm-hmm. yeah, this, I'm yeah it, it's uh, it's a lot, and I don't. <sighs> I certainly at this point in the game, I don't put up with any of it, right? Because yeah. it happens to me too. People being real oh, snarky and so on and so forth, and it's just I shut it down immediately, and I don't care about the tip. 
keep your tip. I don't need your money. And actually, I don't want you at the bar. Mm -hmm. So good night and goodbye. Right. Right. And I mean, I don't know if anybody's yelled, yelped about me, but I sure as hell know that people are like, oh, my God, that waiter's so bitchy or, oh, my God, like. He's no get off. Yeah, get off. Well, the, I was talking to. I've been having this conversation over and over again recently with people, and it's not. I wouldn't. I can't claim that the idea is mine because I'm sure other people have considered it. Mm-hmm. But we've fellow bartenders and I have been discussing the idea that it's part of the curriculum in school that you have to work at a service industry job in high school as a, as an elective for a oh, semester. Oh, I love that. You have to work as a waiter or a waitress uh-huh. to understand cuz I feel like people that work in the service industry we're inherently better at at handling weird situations, mm-hmm. at handling people, at reading at reading people and mm-hmm. understanding how to treat human beings right. and to be more kind to each other. Right. And I you really see it stand out from people who've never had an industry job and they walk into a restaurant and you see a different side to people. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. My cat, my cat is loving this conversation. <laughs> I know. She is. I think uh, Olive's interruption, though, is a great segue into our favorite time of the podcast and to introduce Britt to our favorite time oh of the podcast. Oh, my God. She's going to love it. Which is called Food <laughs> News Update. The Stony Negroni is about to be your new favorite CBD cocktail. Wait a minute. There is a weed cocktail. Weed cocktail. Yes. This one's in Astoria. <laughs> Do you put weed in your cocktails? I haven't done it before. Are you are you a <laughs> we, are you a, a smoker of the weed when you go into California or Colorado where it's illegal? Yeah, oh. <laughs> Definitely California, yeah. 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 We're huge advocates for the green. For the green and the edibles. But Mm -hmm. how do you feel about this? What what the hell is this? A CBD cocktail? Yes. So for those of you that don't know, Mm -hmm. um, what is CBD? It, they squeeze. They milk it. They no. milk it out of the weed. <laughs> oh. it, like just like a cow gets milk, you, you squeeze the teat of the weed, and then the <laughs> and CBD then the, the oil is out. Yeah, there you go. I'm a scientist. <laughs> no, but I actually have a problem with CBD oil. Every I think it comes from hemp, or it's just not as strong as. Um, yeah. So CBD is the non psychoactive compound found in marijuana. It's mm-hmm. the thing that doesn't get you high. It's what they use to treat. Um, like patients with like severe, I think it like the severe epilepsy and some cancers yeah. and yes. whatnot. That's yes, why yes, people yes. like move their children with it helps like you sleep d- and diseases. It's a relaxant and, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. So apparently, there's you were saying there's a restaurant with a yeah that they have a a, drink, a bar's drink menu is split between CBD infused drinks, half of which are low ABV alcohol mm. by volume. Ooh, mm-hmm. thank you. We have a professional. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that fried chicken? Um, and half of which are not. So you can go and... and I feel like you'd have a lot of relaxed bar goers. Wouldn't that be great? Super, yeah, like primo relaxed. Oh my God, I would love to roofie all my customers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Just to shut them up. Yeah. But but CBD oil isn't as... Str- like, what is the... It's. Uh, I want to say STD. It's not STD. It's not an STD. No, it's CBD. What what are you where are you going? Uh no. Uh what's the real stuff? THC. THC. Yes. yes. So but in California you can get mm-hmm. THC in your foods. People cook with it and then you get really really high. This stuff does not do that. No. It totally is just like a relaxer. Yeah. It's like taking a Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> 
Seriously. Well, do you like, uh, Britt, do you like Negronis? I do like Negronis, Do you like yeah. Negronis flavored with weed? <laughs> I haven't tried one, but I'd be down to go to Astoria. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hate this. Astoria, but I guess maybe I would try it. What's what? the restaurant? Oh, yeah. So they have drinks and food. Oh. So their burger can be infused with it. Sonka, it's called. Sonka. C-S-O-N-K-A. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. There's a dish that they have called bacon and eggs. Oh. Really leading the pack. Really. Yeah. Wow, guys. Oh, a very, very punny, guys. <laughs> very, very punny. Oh, that was interesting. You can bathe in beer at this resort in Japan. Talk about yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> they rub you down in, in Greek yogurt afterwards. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, you are no stranger to a beer shower, I am sure. <laughs> hey, I if I had a dollar for every time I've woken up in the shower with a can of beer empty, like on my shower stand, <laughs> I love a good shower mm-hmm. beer. Good shower, shower beer, beer, shower wine. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. we do shower cocks for sure uh-huh, in my yes. apartment. Yeah, you do. Shower cocks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The real and the drinkable. Ooh. Yes. P.S. Four people fit in my shower, but that's another Jesus. story for oh another my time. Oh, my God. Um, so... <laughs> U.S. Weekly reports that the Hinotani Onsen is a hot spring located within the Misugi Resort, right? Oh, uh, so is re- it hot beer? Um, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> ahead. no, the resort is about two hours from Kyoto, Japan, and their main drawer is their beer, pa- uh, beer bath. Um, the bath combines homemade Japanese craft beer with hot natural spring water every 30 minutes. Resulting in a foamy liquid that looks like the, a dark lager. Look at that. Mm. There's a very uh, many health benefits, apparently. The yeast in the beer, besides an infection, gives you very <laughs> smooth skin. And the hops have an antibacterial pow- power that is also good for your skin. On top of that, the CO2 in the beer is good for blood circulation. circulation. Right? Yeah. Mm. Would you put your dick in some beer? Yeah, I put it in worse. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I have blood circulation problems sure, down sure. there. But um <laughs> What would be your what would be your beer dip dick of choice? My my beer dick? I, I don't know. I don't want beer a beer dip dick dip. nor a whiskey <laughs> dick, Brett. But a beer of choice, maybe a nice IPA because they're the highest uh, alcohol yes, content. Yes, yes, yes. So I might as well oh. get like a lot of bang for my buck. Ooh. Yeah, what, what would you be? Your you'd be like a Coors Light girl, Bud Light. A Bud Light. Yeah, I yeah. love Bud Light. Really? Oh, I'd bathe. I bathe in it naturally. Oh my goodness! <laughs> my brother's a big beer drinker. Shout yeah. out to Caesar Munoz. Yeah. What about you? What would it be your beer of choice? I mean, if you I am beer, I bathing in it? Oh, oh I yeah. love beer. Oh, if I'm bathing oh, no. in it though. I would probably choose a Guinness. Yes. Oh. Yes. Where are the children when you need them? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, kid. <laughs> oh, uh, don't no. anger the children. Prosecco infused candy straws are here to make your wine drinking even better. What oh. in basic bitch Becky hell <laughs> is this? <laughs> 
Uh, you sent it to me, you basic bitch. Um, <laughs> Did you even you understand know, anything she just said? I mean, said? I think I heard Prosecco and straws. Yeah, Prosecco-infused candy straws mm-hmm. are here to make your wine drinking even better. I don't need... And save the environment? Yeah, well, they are paper straws, I guess. Ah. They are... Oh, this is so terrible. <laughs> Rafina Wines and Sweet Saba candy couture artist Mayan Zimmerman. Yep. Zimmerman. Uh, Zimmerman. Zimmerman. I think. Yeah, that's it. Whatever. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck her. Fuck her. <laughs> I bet you she lives she in just, like Murray Hill and I'm, like talks like this and eats you and can't resist. Does. Can't resist eating an orange. Well, she's from California. Zim- yeah, Zimmerman. She literally can't. Yeah. She just released the cutest limited edition Prosecco infused candy straws, and you're going to want them immediately. That's what Delish says. Oh. But I don't because guess what? They're $45 fucking dollars no for way. three. For three. Who and drinks wine through a straw? Um, or Prosecco <laughs> through a straw. Ever try to stick a straw in Prosecco? Yeah, it pops right it's, out yeah. and then makes a Prosecco. A foam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You're talking to professional drinkers over there. Z- Zibberman, you fucking idiot. But anyway, they come in peach, elderflower, and uh, bubbles in celebration. Oh, oh God. God. Well, that was uh, one hell of a way to end. <laughs> Food news update! <laughs> I will fucking quit this podcast if I ever see you with one of these fucking straws. And a bottle of oh champagne, just so you know. I should have bought, bought them for you for your birthday. No. Had I known. Oh, like, God. How much ago. I ate them? How was that food news update for you, Bruce? Oh, I loved it. Every part of it. I'm like oh. now imagining myself bathing in Guinness and drinking it through an elderflower candy straw. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't actually sound so bad. <laughs> do you know? Do you have any food trends or f- drink things that you know that are... That are, are happening c- right yeah, now? Yeah, because you're in the know. We I obviously... Mean, I'm like, Bud Light Lime is the hottest thing I know of. And yeah. that came oh. out three years ago. No, <laughs> I'd say like the, the hottest margarita. thing. Yeah. Hmm? The Butteritas. Ooh, the Butterita. Oh. Have you never had a Butterita? No. They're disgusting. They're like a margarita and a Bud in a can that like, it's like a 40, a 40 ounce. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, they're huge. You see them in the, like the delis all over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. well, I want that for my birthday now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday has oh, passed. Last week. Oh, yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I would say like the food trend right now or the more so the drink trend mm-hmm. um, is natural wine. People are getting really into natural wine. Oh. Natural wine. Is that like unpasteurized milk? Like, I, I don't mean, understand. You could, if you took it to that extent, it's biodynamic, um, no sulfites added. It's it's uh, taking basically like the wine that's on your shelf that's from 2014 is that way because it's been there are sulfides in it and it's been preserved so that it's supposed to last that long. Whereas natural oh. wine doesn't contain any of those things, but it also means the shelf life is a lot shorter. Does um, it taste better? I mean, it's <laughs> funkier. It's, oh. it's almost, there's a lot of them that are almost on the verge of like a kombucha kind of flavor. Ooh. Not, Ooh. not funky. effervescent, but mm-hmm. yeah, wow. funky, Ooh, I a little think stinky. You're using um, um, a lot of big words and we are reading at a third grade level. <laughs> stinky? <laughs> There's, I will shout out uh, Four Horsemen in Williamsburg if you want to get oh. your, if you want to like really try some awesome wine. Some like unnatural, cheap, no, some natural wine. Yeah, some natural wine. As opposed to the unnatural. There. They, I've never been to that restaurant, but mm-hmm. one of my favorite episodes on Chef's Night Out on Munchies, they go to Four Horsemen's, they, the yeah. chef goes out and stuff. That place looks incredible and their wine list looks 
damn good. So it's baller. We gotta wow. go there. We do have to go there. We gotta make some money first and then go there. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they'll just sponsor us and invite us. Yeah, four horsemen. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought it would be really fun to play a game with you. Okay. <laughs> that we love to play here sometimes with our guests. And it's called the In Your Mouth Chopped Challenge. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, Britt, in your basket to make this cocktail, you have cayenne pepper, arugula, dark chocolate, vermouth, and vodka. Oh, that's a lot. I was going to do four, but okay. Oh, it was four? Wait, say it again. (laughs) Cayenne pepper, arugula, dark chocolate, oh, vermouth, it was five, vermouth and vodka. That's good. Okay. Go. Jesus. Um, okay. Uh, I would crush, I would put the chocolate in the freezer. Oh, crush it, oh, crush oh, it with shit. the cayenne pepper to make a rim. Oh. And then. Oh, a, a chocolate good, rim. Oh, we love a good rim. Oh, job. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just gotten real excited. Um, I'd, can I add to the basket? Dude, yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, there's things in the pantry you can go get. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, and then I would shake tequila with the, what is the, arugula? Yeah. To get a nice peppery flavor to it. Okay. That goes in the glass straight up and I shoot the vodka. <laughs> <laughs> oh Did I hit all oh, God. vermouth. So the vermouth oh God, vermouth. So I'd shoot the vodka vermouth as a little <laughs> mini martini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. ding, ding, ding. Have, that's a that, that five thousand points. Woohoo. All right. You've won negative one thousand dollars because we're broke. But Fantastic. That was great. That was great, Britt. That's well, amazing. I Britt, wouldn't have this come has been up really that. excited. Tell tell the kids where they can find you, where they can follow you, Ooh, and yeah. things like that. So to keep up You're with you. You're in a play coming up too. Yeah, I have a play coming up for the month of October at Access Company. It's in the West Village. Uh, accesscompany.org. The play mm-hmm. is a stage adaptation of the film High Noon. Oh, cool. Yes. We did a short run of it um, back in March, and now this is a full-on production of it for the month of October. Well, we'll be there. Yes. Oh, yeah. We gotta you got to go. comp tickets, you right. guys. Yes! yes! Comp yeah. tickets! I'm not wearing <laughs> panties that night. Oh, Jesus. Watch out. Um, you could find me bartending in a speakeasy uh, in Tribeca. So right? good so luck finding that. Yeah! Good luck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta go. Gotta go on a good hunt. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And what are the handles? Give them all the like the Insta handles. I mean, it's really. I don't. I don't like hide my name at all. So it's Brit Jenelin yeah. on Instagram. It's Brit Jenelin on Twitter. Except I haven't tweeted in probably over a year. Um, yeah, that's fine. No, I hate all of it, is yeah. the website. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, and you did a film. That. Sorry, I just want to f- yeah. say one more thing. But you did a film last year that was in all these festivals, right? Yeah, I work. Um, I work a lot with this man, amazing writer, uh, John Paynes, mm. and he's. We're actually we have a new film coming out that we're going to begin shooting. I believe by the before the end of the year. Oh wow! But yeah, last year's film was Four Bottles. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And you can find it online, I do believe, streaming. Um, it's a great watch. And if you're not enjoying it, I'm just the first 20 minutes. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stop it after that. Uh, four bottles. Four bottles. Yeah. A Ooh, beer on the wall. Fun. Four yeah. bottles of beer. You take one down you and put bathe your dick in, 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 in. Oh, wow. So this fun. has been it's nice to yes. hang out with an artist who's also a professional you in know, the in food the, industry. Like, oh, it's um, been a good time. Before we go though, yeah. um, <laughs> just essentials for the 
the home cocktail, the home bartender. Yeah. Like just like a, a few essentials that every home bartender Good should have. Good have at home. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would say number one would be an Amaro of any kind. Amaro is an Italian digestif. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, in particular, I really like Amaro Nonino. Okay. Um, but having that at home for guests after dinner to be able to give a little sipper of something, like a little snifter. Does that have a, a shelf life or do you have to keep it? No, I mean, that, that that stays. That's You don't okay. have to, it doesn't have to stay cold. Um, the I mean, the shelf life is as long as you can avoid drinking it. <laughs> I, mine okay. lasts, if I buy a bottle, it honestly lasts maybe a week. Oh. Um, wow, really? Yeah. Do you have that every night? After you, I I would, mm-hmm. yeah, but it become it does become something where you're like, all right, calm down. It is, <laughs> it's like um, very, it's very bitter, um, a lot of orange rind, a lot of mm. clove, and it's very viscous. So it has oh. like a really satisfying. Goes down really nice. Oh, oh, nice. oh you're saying all the right words. God, I just, oh. This couch is wet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so some amaro. What yeah, else? Yeah, I would say some amaro. Um, uh, as much as I don't necessarily abide by it, the vodka rule, it's good to have vodka at home and something you can like keep chilled in the freezer. Mm. I would recommend crop vodka. Ooh, oh. what's that? They're an organic vodka that they infuse. They've got cucumber, Meyer lemon. Ooh, and then there's funny. another one I can't remember. But it's none, of, it's none of that fake flavoring. It's like all natural. And so it's really, really, I think it's really special. Ooh, ch- chilled. I bet that's delicious. Yeah. Mm. So I'd okay. say you have to have that at the house because everyone has a friend who loves vodka. So right. you're going to be able to please everyone. Um, and then I'd say tequila. Mm-hmm. Uh, make some agave syrup at home. Ooh. You can infuse agave mm. with some chilies or kind of whatever you want mm-hmm. to mix it up a little bit. So you can always make a quick margarita. Um, yeah, a wow. bottle of anything. I mean, as long as you, if you've got a bottle of liquor, I could come out, I could tell you what you could make with wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That other crop of flavor is yes. tomato. Tomato. Ooh, yes. What? Yes. Is fantastic in a Bloody Mary, fantastic on its own. Really? I've, I'm like shaming myself right now because I've never, I've never had vodka. It's never been a thing that I drink until I discovered crop. And it oh. was just something that's super easy during the summer and everybody likes it. Because mm-hmm. it's hard. It's, it's difficult as a bartender having worked in so many places and having such a kind of high-end palate. I hate saying that too, but... It's hard to, I've noticed now when I go to friends' parties or they ask me to make a cocktail for them, I'll end up making something that's not necessarily to their liking because mm. they just want a vodka soda. You know, like they uh, want something simple and quick. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've started to get more into that. So but like wow. a tomato vodka and tonic would be a thing? I mean, it, that could be really good. Ooh. Really? Yeah. With an olive in it? Yum. Uh, oh. no. I have yeah. a friend who loves like Aperol spritzes. I love Aperol With spritzes. olives. What? Blech. No, honestly, next time, no. try, you have to try, try it. it. Like wow. a Castle Toronto olive, like a really crunchy big olive. <laughs> One thing, all these, yeah. all these big words. <laughs> <laughs> that only means that she's really good at her job. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Aww. guys, you know what? It, oh no, I don't want to go. I want to talk more about drinking. Oh, that's gorgeous. Well, that's my grandmother's. <laughs> you guys, there's a small gnome in the corner of the room ringing a church bell. <laughs> well, we oh. want to say. 
many, 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 many thanks to Britt Gentleman for coming and spending some time with us in our studio today. Thank you. Absolutely, I love the studio. Follow her. Go see her shows. Go on a scavenger hunt in Tribeca to find her at a bar. Watch four bottles online. A beer on the wall. Bathe in some beer and, you know, tweet us at In Your Mouth Pod or Instagram us at In Your Mouth Pod or write us an email, In Your Mouth NYC at gmail.com. And you can always find us at In yo-mouth.com don't what? say it again <laughs> <laughs> that's it I think we're good we love you guys thanks for listening to in yo mouth